If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There are a lot of debates going on right now about the decriminalization drug experiment that BC is going through. I mean, is it working? Is it going to be enough to slow down our overdose numbers, which is the purpose? Is it contributing to public safety concerns? And were we prepared enough for this? Well, the TAI had a very interesting piece this week where through Freedom of Information, they accessed a document that showed only about two-thirds of police officers in B.C. had been trained in what decriminalization meant and how to deal with it in the province when we started doing this. That's a lot of officers, when you think about it, who are operating on a daily basis without perhaps fully understanding these new rules and how to deal with them. Now, to talk more about this, we're joined now by Rob Gordon, Professor of Criminology at Simon Fraser University. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Simi. Does it surprise you to hear that perhaps not all officers were up to date on what decriminalization meant before we started doing it? Uh, Well, uh, yes, it does. But um, I, I guess that's because... When it comes to the implementation of policy, I believe in you know, rational purpose and rational approaches. Um, obviously, um, the various levels of government that have been responsible uh, for implementing uh, this policy have, have not managed to get the act together. Now, I'm just wondering whether there's been change, actually, since the original TAI report um, was published, uh, because it does sound as if it's several months old. So notwithstanding the Christmas break, I just wonder whether um, if that's been a change. Uh, I do hope so because, of course, um, the grinding edge of any new policy to do with the criminal justice system uh, is police. And if they're not ready, which it seems to be the case, then I would have thought that the smart move would have been just to pause uh, as government has done with this other thing. Right, but the pause, I mean, I know there were people who called for that at the time, but it just felt like there was a real sense of we have to try something, right? Because the overdose numbers just don't seem to be changing. Uh, yeah, but I'm not too sure that, um, that not pausing would have been the smart way, smart way to proceed because it just doesn't uh, sit well with people. I mean, you've got... Um, You've got a controversial policy that's not going to be uh, implemented uh, on, a, on a, an equitable basis across the province, presumably, although I would imagine that most of the problems lie in the concentrated metropolitan areas uh, where drug uh, use is a big problem, um, like downtown Vancouver, downtown New Westminster, Surrey, these areas where uh, there's an intense uh, group of, of people who are using um, and who are the targets of a lot of this uh, more approach to drug use. So I don't know that <clears throat> I don't know that they're really um, they could really just simply say, "Well, I, I, 
I don't think uh, there's a huge problem here. Uh, my my view is that what will happen if it isn't already happening is that the police are not going to be uh, implementing the policy. They'll just turn a blind turn a blind eye to anyone with small amounts of of drugs. Isn't, uh, isn't that what idea. was happening already, though, like in, in some cases, in some neighborhoods, right, in some places, like in yeah. Vancouver, that they were already turning that blind eye? Well, exactly. Yeah. And what the, what the new policies uh, were doing was simply giving legitimacy to that, that process. So um, that may well have been welcomed by the police because they're not under pressure then to do something uh, that, you know, not strongly favoring and the Crown Council doesn't support them on. Um, but it's a waste of time and, and energy that is so frustrating when there is so many other things that need to be dealt with. Okay, speaking of that, are we good overall at providing that training, Rob? Is this, it is, can be challenging when you're talking about so many different police forces too, isn't it? Uh, it, it is, yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure I know who's actually doing the quote training unquote it really doesn't require a lot of uh, effort to, to issue instructions to police saying um, don't prosecute for small amounts uh, you have our blessing as crown council you have to have our breast blessing as government or as a police board not to do this um, and that will solve the problem because it doesn't um, <laughs> but you still it, it, it goes some way towards uh, relieving the burden on the police, which I think is really one of the big issues here. Um, they're, they're being asked to, to do something that is virtually impossible to do, which is to clean up uh, the toxic drug problem. And they, they can, can't do it alone. I mean, there's a conversation been taking place for years on that. And do you think that strain is there for the police, or are they starting to feel it? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. And I, I think the pressures on them are unreasonable. Um, they, I, you know, I, I just, I'm struck by the fact that what we could see is a spectacle of a large number of police officers uh, going about their duties, uh, touching uh, scales upon which they can, they can measure uh, small amounts of drugs. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, I mean, it, it, it's madness. That one solution, a better solution, which I think would have been worth trying, uh, and still is, I think, worth trying, um, is to is to ban um, drugs that aren't issued by a pharmacy or some other body that is going to say, well, this is, the, this is the permitted amount. You can have one of these packets of, of uh, whatever it happens to be uh, once a day um, and don't sell it to anybody else. Uh, how realistic that is, I, I, I don't know. I think it, it, it may be a little more uh, realistic than just simply expecting uh, a constabulary to go around enforcing drug policy. Um, when it's not possible to do that. Yeah, I feel like for it must be very frustrating for police because this might be one part of it, but the other parts of it don't seem to be there. What if, what if police, somebody wants to get help? Right, police are the front lines; well, they're talking to people. They, it feels like we're giving them one tool, but not all of the tools. 
Yeah, well, that's where I was going next with this. Um, I mean, it's got to be a coordinated effort. And if the police are going to say, no, I'm, you've got these drugs, but I'm not going to arrest you and charge you, or submit a report to Crown Council um, for possession, um, but this is a place where you should go. So there are, uh, and they're going to hate me for saying this, but there are community health centres uh, where people can be referred or special um, uh, centres where uh, drugs are, uh, or where the staff are used to dealing with people who use large amounts of drugs. Um, so it, 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 there are these alternatives, and I'm hoping that um, this will settle down over the next few months. Uh, only time will tell. It's a cliche, but, but it is. I mean, it's a, an experiment, um, and if it works, that's great, because we don't really want to have the criminal justice system clogged by people who are using drugs. Um, and I think that's been part of the, the push, is to relieve the burden on the system. Right, and you're so right about that. Only time is going to tell here. Rob, thank you so much for your time today. All right, Simi, not a problem. That's Rob Gordon, professor of criminology at Simon Fraser University, talking about the challenges that police forces are facing dealing with decriminalization in the province. They didn't all get training uh, as they should have before having to deal with the new regulations. And check out that article at thetie.ca for more on that. But just overall, they are the front line, right? What if somebody says, I don't want to do this anymore. I want some help. Well, where do you send them? What do you do? Do they have adequate training in, in any of those aspects? And that would be incredibly frustrating if they didn't.